Welcome to the Brain Gain Youngstown Leadership Series Podcast. Each week, we'll learn from leaders who are driving change and making an impact. Now here's your host, the CEO of the Youngstown Publishing Company, Jeff Leo Herman. So welcome to the podcast. Thrilled to have you guys in today. I just have to, you know, to make my job easier, Ron, Ron Emery, president of Alchemy Associates, okay. frequent, he's always on the Business Journal platform because you're... You're involved in so many great things, and you brought a couple other people that are making great things happen today. So, yeah, absolutely. Ron, I'll hand it to you to just okay. kick us off. All right, Jeff. Thank you very much. Um, I, I guess to start this off, I want to just tell a, a little bit of a, a story here. We, uh, you know, when I look at education in in the valley and in greater the Tri County area. I, I've always been rather disappointed in the fact that I don't think the, the uh, educational system is giving our students exactly what they need for uh, future work opportunities or future growth. And I think it's, you know, I always felt a little disappointed by what was happening in the educational arena. That is until I met Mr. Gibson here. So. Toby and I met, and uh, we talked about some of the great stuff that's happening at, at Brookfield Schools. And Toby, you're the superintendent. Correct. Superintendent at Brookfield Local Schools. Uh, and uh, meeting Ron has been an experience. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm sure. I'm kind of along for the ride right I'm now. Sure. But yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a wonderful opportunity. But what, what actually started was Toby opened up the school to us. And... Uh, Actually, a, a, a funnier story is I was sitting in a coffee shop in uh, Warren and talking about entrepreneurial issues, and a young guy that was the barista came up to me and said, can I ask you what you were talking about? And I said, yeah, as a matter of fact, I'll, I'll tell you the story of what we were discussing. And he came up to me and he said, you know, I'm in Brookfield High School, and we do this entrepreneurial center. And I heard you talking about that kind of stuff. And he said, you know, it's pandemic year. And he said, there's a lot of things that were supposed to go on that didn't because we all know what, what happened during the past year. And he said, um, do you mind if I put you in touch with, my, with the head of on, the entrepreneurial program? And he said, and my principal. And so I said, no, of course, I'd, I'd love to have that dialogue. And what happened was um, I immediately got a response from both and said, let's talk. Well, Jim, who, who is in charge of the, uh, the program, he called me and he said, hey, can we have a cup of coffee? And I said, yeah, we can meet at the same coffee shop that, that, the, that history made, I guess. So anyway, we met there and... Uh, um, Jim Haywood um, started to talk to me about some of the program and some of his goals, and uh, we had a great dialogue. In fact, we probably spent a couple hours together. And lo and behold, he, he calls me again and he says, you have to meet our superintendent because I think he has the same visions that you have about schools and their meaning in the community and what's happening in the community. And, and he said, you got to sit down with him. And so that started the dialogue, our first dialogue about what was going on at the schools. And I, you know, my, my dad grew up in Majory, and so he went to Brookfield High School. And uh, all my cousins that stayed in, in around Majory went to Brookfield, so quite a few of them. I grew up in Majory and went to Brookfield. <laughs> Did you grow up in Majory? Yeah, okay. West Hill. Okay, I didn't know that. I knew you went to Brookfield. But anyway, um, you know, Brookfield's not the school that you, typically guys my age think of when it comes to think of progressive uh, education. But a lot of things have changed. And so we got to the school and I said, man, this is a beautiful campus. This is really a cool campus. And I'm thinking of the old school, high school being back near Schuster's Restaurant and back back the old school back there. That's, right. that's my thought of Brookfield. But anyway, I got to the campus and I said, man, this is neat. So what I found out was it was even 
neater than I thought because uh, Toby and his team at Brookfield is doing so many cool things. And again, I always focus on things that are going to change the valley, that are going to do something different for the valley and make it known for what it is, hardworking industrial people. And we took a tour through there and it was just unbelievable. AJ, do you want to comment on this, what you saw at the school systems? Sure, yeah. So originally I'm from Pittsburgh, so I never had any type of, you know, preconceived notions. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I just went in there. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's let's see what's going on here. And it's a beautiful school. Everything's clean, very neat, very tidy, and also very neat in a tech sense. I mean, you guys have the entire makerspace over there. And if you want to talk about that, you know, I don't want to speak for you on your makerspace. I'll let you keep talking about it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty awesome place. Uh, well, I, I, I appreciate uh, what you guys are saying. It, it, great, great community, great school. Uh, small school, family atmosphere. Uh, AJ mentions the, the makerspace. We, we were blessed uh, to write and receive uh, a grant from the Arconic Foundation. Uh, in the premise of that grant, because I'm a, I'm a hands-on learning type of person, uh, we talk about being college and career ready, uh, or prepare our kids for college or career, and most schools focus on the college aspect of it. Uh, but what about, what about careers? What about the students that, that don't necessarily want to go to college or aren't ready to go to college right out of high school? So how, how do we best prepare them for that next chapter in their life? Once they cross that stage and they're out in the real world, how, how are we going to set them up for success? So part of, of the Arconic Foundation premise was, was to create a makerspace in a school spirit shop where kids can start creating and marketing uh, items that they, they make and start selling those to the community. Uh, and that space has kind of blossomed into partnerships uh, through, through meeting people like Ron and, and AJ and, and I'm sure Ron will bring it up, uh, business partnerships with, with individual or companies like Grand Farmer, mm -hmm. uh, which have expanded what we've been able to do in a short period of time uh, with this. But the whole idea is to get kids in there and create and do and make things instead of just sitting and, and listening. And I mean, I think you never know what's possible until you try and you mm -hmm. start to focus on this. My, my funniest story of us working with Toby was we talked about, hey, what we could do with Ramp Armor and, and Toby, Toby had this great idea of a scholarship fund creating for the students, and, and uh, I think it was just a brilliant idea and helps the students. And again, perpetuates that family environment right. that Brookfield has. And uh, we have a discussion one day, and we said, hey, we think you can make $30,000 on this to provide, put in your scholarship fund. And he said, Geez, I was hoping for 500 <laughs> Yeah, That was my goal. If I can get a $500 scholarship at the end of the year, um, it, it's good. Any way we can help kids. And, and when you present an opportunity at, at, that, at that number and the possibility to, to reach almost an entire grade level of individuals, mm -hmm. why not? That, that's why we're here. That's why we're here as educators and community members is to, is to help our kids do better than we did. Right. We did a panel two years ago by now, right? It was with Brookfield Middle School kids. Yeah. I think it was, no, actually it was February of 2020, 2020 yeah. just before the pandemic. That's, that's right. We were in the school. We did a kids panel. Impressive kids. And what's unique about Brookfield, but I think it's a, like a lot of our communities, is the kids were more interested in outdoors and four-wheeling and BMXing and hands-on activities and hands-on opportunities than they were, um, you know, it's, it's the most authentic place I think you can grow up in, right? Family-oriented core values are really important. And to have this opportunity, this economic opportunity to expose them to so much potential is amazing. Well, it started our, our dialogue then on, you know, when we said we could, we could start to fulfill some of this business within the school system, and they'd be rewarded by, by having a, a scholarship fund which would help them. 
it started us changing our idea about what we could possibly do with the schools. And Toby, with a lot of land there, you know, maybe not as much as you think. You know, school takes up a majority of it, football field and that. But you start thinking about what you could do to make the school different, you know. And, uh, you know, which leads us to another, another thing that, that we started with the discussion with you about, you know, skateboarding. And, and it's an Olympic sport now. We, AJ and I, actually work for a company in Ashtabula, Eiton Industries, that makes skateboard surfacing. So we said, hey, what could we do jointly to pull this thing together? And give, give us your thoughts on that, Toby, when we started discussing that. <laughs> well, anything innovative uh, or outside the box that, that's going to provide opportunity for our kids, I'm, I'm interested in. And one of those discussions, Ron throws out the idea of, uh, of a skate park. And, and we have kids, we have a number of kids that enjoy skateboarding. It, mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's a, the thing now, and especially it was on the Olympics uh, on TV here uh, the past few weeks. Um, but here, here again is, is to, to help provide opportunity for another set of students that don't typically see the same, same focus as, as most schools provide. You know, we, we have athletic facilities for football and baseball, softball, basketball. We have all those. The traditional stuff. Well, all the traditional stuff, but what about the non-traditional students or student athletes? Uh, so again, here's a discussion about the possibility of, of creating a space for those kids so they don't have to, to go around and, and go through Valley View parking lot and, right. and all, all these places. So instead of just, just getting funding and setting something up, this is literally involving the kids in development, right? That's kind of what I'm hearing is that they're literally involved. Because if you make something, you appreciate it, yeah. right? And you don't take it for granted. If you're given something, yeah, you tend to take it for granted. But if you involve them in the process, it sounds Yeah, like. and to provide a little bit more insight on what that process is, yeah. you know, Ron had mentioned that we work at a company called Eiton Industries. That's how Ron and I started working together. I knew him through Westminster. And then after, you know, COVID made some things change with my prior job, started working with him at Eiton. And we have a brand called Ramp Armor. Like you said, it's a skateboard surfacing material. When you build a ramp, you can't just skate on plywood, it'll get wet with the rain and disintegrate and get all warped. So we make this product called Ramp Armor. And, um, you know, we, we manufacture it and it's a great product, but we're still a manufacturing company. So we're trying to grow the brand and get more people to know about it because it's an incredible product. I mean, people say that their ramps last for 20 years in their backyard. So, you know, with other companies, you have to replace it every two, three years. So trying to come up with creative ways to increase the brand exposure and with the center, you know, the makerspace that Toby has at Brookfield, it made perfect sense. So now we're getting all sort of swag, hats, shirts, socks, skateboard tools, skateboard materials, things like that. And, um, and those are the things that the students are going to be working on fulfilling orders. They're going to see the process from start to finish. And, uh, and then they'll also be able to make some money for themselves as well, you know, as an organization. So that's kind of, you know, providing a little bit more insight into what I mean, the, the big deal, is. you know, when you talk about hands-on learning, to be able to run a business like that within the school and take an order, mm -hmm. actually even, let's take a step back, design the product because we're gonna run contests to have the students design some of the t-shirts and we'll give them prizes for doing that, cash prizes for doing that. And then to have kind of create, take this makerspace and make it a fulfillment center to where they learn, hey, how to keep track of inventory. What's the cost of quality? You know, I made this thing wrong, not, we can't sell it. How do we write it off and, or fix it and, and make sure it's right? And then to, you know, have them responsible for fulfilling it to the customer and getting it right is, is, a, is, is exactly what an internship is for, to learn all that. And we can teach these students how to run a, their own mini business within the four walls of the campus. And that's really cool. And it's relevant, just like career tech, I remember at MCCTC that you know, John told us, oh, all the math problems, if you're in the aviation program, your math homework is about airplanes and 
speed and lift and aviation and stuff. Mm -hmm. If you're into machining, your math homework is about angles and cuts, you know, and just all of those. And so this is the same deal, right? So yeah, exactly. it's a directly applicable. And where can they where can they see how a whole business operates but being part of this makerspace? They've got it all in there. It makes it easier for the teachers to teach business as well because the kids are getting hands-on experience mm -hmm. as part of that space and creating value for themselves because they're coming out and sharing some of the spoils with what they've created. I think was, that's was great. Was it hard or easy to get the faculty involved? I, I think it's easy. At first, you know, you start talking about the concept of it and, you know, there's a little hesitancy, but then as soon as the, you know, the Christmas morning and the, the, the items are being delivered and the equipment yeah. and then you start the training uh, and you see everybody's eyes light up, and right now, it, it, it's kind of snowballing. The, the equipment we have in that space is, is finding its way into science classes and language arts classes and history classes. So you, you kind of get this grassroots effort of, of pushing STEM throughout the, the curriculum. So it's been, it's been a joy to see. And I think when you, know, when you have the high school performing at a different level, it filters down to the grade schools and the kids want to say, I want to do that. I want to learn that, you know? Yeah. It makes it easier to transfer it down. And we've had the opportunity now this past spring uh, when we had kids back in the building where elementary classrooms were coming in and, and we were showing them how the, the equipment works and they were creating uh, small items on, on their, their own for second grade. Uh -huh. uh, so it, it's, been, it's been nice. So we're getting this collaboration between our, uh, our, our, our business pathways, the, the makerspace, and our, our CBI program, our, our uh, 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 career, uh, I lost the acronym, but it's like the old OWE oh, okay. uh, program. Uh, so combining all, all those different departments together to, to see this through. Yeah, and I think, too, you know, it kind of makes the school a fun place to be because it's not all work. It's, enjoy it's, it's applying what you've learned into something meaningful to take outside the, the, the four walls of the building. One of the other things that I, that I think is key is uh, one of the successes that they've had at Brookfield is the Shark Tank event that we did and AJ, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. So Ron, several months ago, probably November of last year in 2020, he was asked by, was it Upward Bound, to do, to do um, a pitch competition with some of their students for the summer program. And he wanted someone with less gray hair. So he talked to me. And, um, and we provide a really nice balance of perspective from, you know, just not only That's our experience. That's an insult to you, too. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> it's a podcast, remember? Nobody can see us. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll make fun of Ron all day. But um, anyway, you know, so we did that, and, and we had a really, really great success with it. It was really enjoyable. We found the students, you know, had a lot more potential than maybe we initially gave them credit for. And we thought, this is a repeatable model. So let's take it to another school with a forward-thinking superintendent like Toby Gibson at Brookfield. And that's what we did. We went in and we delivered a, uh, a pitch series where over the course of a week we worked with some students and, and helped them come up with an idea, helped them flesh out the idea, helped them organize it, and helped them execute it in a business plan and a presentation. And then that Saturday they put on the pitch. And, uh, and we had a really, really great success. I mean, I know, Toby, you told us that there were students from you know, all four corners of the classroom, so to speak. Yeah, students in, in every, every niche of the, of the building uh, took part in it and, and, and stepped up and excelled at their presentations. Uh, every walk of life, it, it wasn't just pigeonholed to a, a specific group of kids. Uh, and it was impressive. Uh, so much that, that we're gonna continue this and kind of work it into our, our, our business pathways uh, in the fall. Yeah, and the, the thing that Ron and I really tried to emphasize when going to these schools is you know, we're not, we don't have a cookie cutter approach. 
it's we're solution providers for the school. We'll come in and say, hey, we can do this. This is our, our knowledge, this is our background, but what more do you want to get out of it to make it specific to your school? And um, you know, so that is really awesome. And that's how you know, we get the conversations about ramp armor. That's how we get the conversations about community centers. That's how we get all those things going. And then we get some cool stories out of it too. Uh, the one story that Ron and I always like to say is there was this one kid who, you know, very quiet, very shy, you know, during all the, the Zoom meetings during the week, he would just type in the, in the box and, you know, he was still very participative. I don't know if that's a word or not, but is Sounds it a word? Enough. Close good. enough. It's good for a podcast. And, uh, and then, you know, the night before the event, we asked him, like, you know, are you going to show up tomorrow? Because the pitch event was in person in the auditorium on the big screen. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how I'm feeling when I wake up. And, uh, and he showed up with him and his dad. And I guess he told his dad the day of. Yeah. So, oh, boy. You know, so, yeah. so they were down there, and, and I think he ended up getting fourth place. And, and after the competition, when everyone was down there, you know, shaking hands and saying, you know, congratulations to each other, his dad, you know, put his arm around him and was like, you know, this is going to be our thing next year. Like, we're going to win this. And, you know, that's the thing that I always go back to with Ron. Like, for us to provide an opportunity for something like that to happen, you know, that was really, really, really oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. The Brain Gain is a collaborative effort, and we'd like to thank our headlining sponsors, including Farmers National Bank, Sweeney Chevrolet Buick GMC, the Mahoning Valley Manufacturers Coalition, and Southwoods Health. Also included are Eastern Gateway Community College, PNC Bank, the Moransky Companies, the Mahoning County Career and Technical Center, the Youngstown Business Incubator, Simon Roofing, the DeBartolo Corporation, Youngstown State University, and Junior Achievement of the Mahoning Valley. AJ, I heard, you know, you said your sales business development. Yeah. How does the company spin that involvement to support their commercial strategy? I don't want to make this truly like we're exploiting, you know, this, because it's a it's a win-win-win, right? Everyone wins in this exactly. scenario. Exactly. But I'm sure it helps when you're, you know, the sales team is out working with ITIN customers to point to the school to say, look at, you know, not only we give back, this is our R&D function. I mean, that has to have commercial payoff for the company, right? It certainly does. I mean, with helping Ramp Armor expand our brand, you know, the way we laid it out is, you know, there's a cost for the product, we'll sell it at a certain price, and then that margin, we'll split that, yeah. you know? So, like you said, we all win, we're all gonna get some money out of it. Um, but again, it's not Ramp Armor's main line of product you know yeah, what i mean we sell yeah. the, the surfacing that's where we make our money so it's not a huge money concern for us to make you know seven dollars on a hat but um you know the fact that we can kind of let that run on its own and be you know a fulfillment center that's huge that really helps us expand our brand more than i think maybe some of the students even realize mm -hmm. so you know and ron has been incredible at showing me how to create those situations where everybody wins. Yeah, right. Um, and that's kind of what we try to continue to do with, with Toby and in other schools. Yeah, and I think, I think the thing I wanted to, to delve into is this is really meaningful for, for someone like myself because it's not, it's not about money necessarily or anything like that. It's, you, know, you, you come to think about I'm 64, you know, you got to think about legacy and what are you doing to change the world mm -hmm. and how are you giving back? Lord knows I've taken a lot from it, you know, <laughs> over the years. And it's what do you do to make somebody else feel special or better or, or good enough and to help them, you know, jumpstart their career and, and how do you do this? So I think I think it's it's really... You know, my takeaways from a lot of the stuff we've done so far is really the things that I see. Like we, we did it at, at Jefferson and we had a young lady who was, you know, wanted to share poetry. And that was really cool because the people that handled that program said she doesn't speak to anybody. And she's talking to us. And she's sharing some of the stuff she's, she's uh, done which is actually rather dark. 
And, um, you know, which caused me to ask, ask the question, why is she focused on this, the darkness of her life? And, well, she's been in a foster home seven times. You know, so she's been shoveled back and forth in foster homes. And this is, we've now created an outlet for this young lady to focus on what she enjoys, and that's reflecting on her life and what's caused some of the problems in her life. And, and, and we've given her an outlet to do that. That may be a game changer for someone like that. You know, so I think you gotta look at the more meaningful things. One of the other students in, in another Shark Tank event we did had this idea to raise bees. And that's not significant in itself, but his idea was to raise bees to create honey to feed the homeless. Now that is significant for a ninth grader. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what we were able to do is we have a good contact in Cleveland that is a beekeeper. That is, you know, I met at an entrepreneur event in, in, uh, in Mansfield and he was part of that and we connected the two. So now he's got a mentor who's got beekeeping experience that he knows he can call and help. You know, so I think, I think it's so game-changing for the people that participate and game-changing for the school to think that way. And I think that's one of the things that makes us comfortable at, at Brookfield is the environment that's been created through the administration at Brookfield is one of caring, one of compassion, you know, and that's different. And do you think of those type of things? I mean, you and I have never really talked about that, but that compassion and caring and that, I mean, is that? It's intentional. Yeah. It, it's something that, that, that we talk about often. Uh, you know, not, now I'm in a, in a position to affect change on a, on a larger scale. So being a, a hometown kid, growing up there, graduate, resident, parent, all right, how do we, we truly make this a, a community school, a family environment where people want to stay here, they want to feel comfortable here? Well, it starts in how, how you treat people, how you talk to people, how you act when you, you, you're walking up and down the hallways, being visible and not necessarily staying put behind a, a desk at every, at every level, you know. So it's an intentional, and we understand the environment that, that our families live in. Uh, we get to know their background, uh, which kind of leads into the idea of a community center that we've, we've started, uh, community, uh, community learning center, taking care of, of the needs of the family in order for a child to, to reach potential in the classroom, they, they have to have those basic needs met. Mm -hmm. And sometimes families struggle with that. So you can choose to turn a, a blind eye and just worry about the, the academic aspect of it and call when they're not in school, or you can help those families establish themselves and take, help them take care of those basic needs or find resources to help them out so that they can be successful, which in turn makes the child successful. And if, if we're truly here for the kid, then, then that's what we need to do. Right. So we start talking about, uh, all right, how do we do this? We, we've, over the past few years, we, we've created the backpack program in the elementary school, uh, food for the weekends. Uh, we've created a pantry that serves our, our high school, middle school kids. Uh, we have a, a clothes bank for, for kids that need it, prom and homecoming. Uh, if, if students need dresses or, or, or suits, uh, we have donations of both. Uh, so, so we outfit them, uh, help them with haircuts, those types of things. If, if families need uh, resources, uh, we, we kind of put them in the right direction of who they can turn to for, for, for utilities and those types of things. Um, and, and now that conversation is, is, is kind of snowballed uh, through discussions with, with Mary Arp, uh, our president of our teachers union, about the idea of a community learning center. And we've gone and visited uh, Ashtabula schools who have kind of a different model where, where they have 
uh, dentists come in and, and work, work with their kids, the doctor's office, uh, vision screening, uh, as well as having families come in for uh, GED, work to get their GED or, or parenting classes or those types of things, counseling services. And then you have the other end of the spectrum where uh, Campbell City Schools built a separate facility uh, that houses uh, the medical, the counseling, has their library, uh, and, and then there's the physical activity portion of it, the workout room and, and basketball courts their kids can, can utilize. Uh, so we started that conversation to, to develop a, a similar model at Brookfield to build a facility on campus uh, to tie in both uh, uh, social emotional uh, resources, uh, utility resources for families, um, the physical activity resources. That, that's kind of where that that skate park idea comes in. If we can if we can tie that into a, a, a learning center. So it's the, the school is that truly at the core of a community. Absolutely. It typically, you know, you kind of hear it, you think about it academically. Oh, the school, you know, helps mm -hmm. kids, you know. But this is literally services well beyond the scope of academics, right? And to that, support the community that, That's the plan. That's what we're trying to do. Wow. And, you know, if you think of it, years ago, you go through small communities like Fowler or, you know, Brookfield even to a certain extent, the schools were in the center of the community because the community was small. Now it's spread out into suburban sprawl, right. and there is no center of the community per se. True. Now, what if you take the, you know, and Toby and I talked about this, and I think it's a brilliant idea. What now if you take the school systems and put them back in the centers of the, or make the town center the school, and it evolves around the school, and the activity and people are going to it continuously. What happens if you do that? My personal feeling is you change the community to focus around education and support for the students, whether it be medical care, whatever it might be, that the kids want to be at the schools. That's the center of the community. And we have, uh, we come back to the makerspace. All right, there's. Here's an opportunity to have kind of a, a little think tank for, for community members. If, if we open it up in the evenings or Saturday mornings, you have an idea, you can come in and we'll help you see your idea through fruition. Uh, or we offer uh, in our technology pathway, we, we help kids uh, get their Microsoft certificates hmm. in Word, Excel, the whole gamut of Microsoft tools. So what if we open that up to community members and help them get their Microsoft. Right. And kids could even be teaching their parents. Absolutely. <laughs> they could yeah, be. Absolutely. They could be. Yeah. yeah. So we, we have the tools in place. Now it, now it becomes bringing the, the community in and opening it up to the community. If you wanted to add a course in how to make a post on Excel, I think Ron could probably benefit from that. Or how to make a post on LinkedIn, rather, because he's always asking me, <laughs> hey, how do I download this? How do I make this post? So. But anyway, I think that's, that's the dynamics of, of making change within the school system, is to make it more holistic for the community and make it part of what the, part of the community fiber. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was particularly impressed about the strategy that you've started to employ in that particular area. Now we've had, obviously, the, the, the past year was a, was a oh, roadblock yeah. for us. Yeah. For everybody, oh, yeah. uh, so now we're hoping with this this new school year and you know try to get some things back to normal and all those little ideas and visions we have. Putting the put it to, to talk play. about talk about your ideas on STEM education and where you're going to go with STEM because you've got some really you've got some funding now yeah and you've got some really great ideas about making sure you educate the uh, the good thing about Brookfield is they've got everybody in one campus. Yeah, we're a, a K-12 building, K-12 yeah. campus. And so you have the ability to take the youngest students and train them and take them through 12 years, which, which to me only makes this idea of yours more dynamic because you're going to build every year on that. But give us your right. thoughts on that. I, I, I'm one of those people. I've been preaching STEM 
only, again, it comes back to me as a, as a student, when, when we were little, you were just hyper. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, I would be ADHD <laughs> in today's world. Uh, so I, I always needed that, that, that hands-on thing to do, you know, that tinker, uh, that create. Uh, and it comes down to, to problem-based learning. You know, everything's standardized testing right now and, and, and worksheets and, and, and all that. And I think kids are too used to being spoon-fed the material and asked to spit it out again on a test. Mm -hmm. So what happens when they don't understand the question or they don't know the answer to the question, they, they kind of shut down. But if you start teaching them how to work through problems and problem-based learnings like, like the Shark Tank promotes, yeah. all right, then any problem they come across shouldn't, shouldn't be a roadblock. Right. It's going to slow them down a bit, and, but they'll have the patience and, and the, the kind of the fortitude to, to work through that problem and find a solution. So how do we get that incorporated in the classrooms? And that's kind of the idea behind the Arconic grant and getting the makerspaces, to have those tools to help them do the hands-on thing and work through problems. And it's spread out in the, the different content areas right now. Ron mentions the funding we just received uh, as part of the uh, Innovative Workforce Incentive Program grant uh, that we thought was shut down uh, in COVID. It was, a, it was a March 2020 submission deadline, which we did, and then we thought it disappeared and it came back. We were just notified. Uh, we were awarded $747,000. Wow. Yeah. To, uh, Significant. Seven four seven zero zero zero. Yeah. Six figures. Six yeah. figures. Deep six. Yes. And in, in this plan, we developed uh, is a holistic approach to to STEM and career-based learning, where we talk about a a K eight STEM teacher who who takes kids through career clusters, through hands-on activities. And the older you get, the, the more in-depth those STEM activities are. So that by the time they get to the high school, they have a pretty good understanding of, of what is out there that they can do in life. Uh, again, if they're not exposed to it outside of school, sometimes they don't know what's there, what, what opportunities are there for them. So if we start young enough, we start in kindergarten and, and work them through to high school, okay, this is what's out there for you, this is what you can do, and little samples of what it is that, that you would do it in that, that career. And then when they get to the high school through this grant, it's focused on advanced manufacturing. Uh, industry 4.0, I know that's the, the, the term that's thrown around now with the, the battery plant in Lordstown and all that's going on there. Uh, the equipment that, that we're gonna purchase through this and the, the staff we're gonna train is, is gonna to set our students up that they can graduate with that same certification that, that those individuals will get, the, the certified production technician, certified logistics technician, and, and we're trying to work on apprentice uh, opportunities as well in, in area of manufacturing. Yeah, and, and you know, not only a, a apprentice where you can take the 3D printer technology, but one of the things that we really even haven't talked in depth about is at Eiton Industries, we have two, well, we have one now, it'll be two here in a month, but we have two state-of-the-art 3D printers, and these are massive compared to desktop 3D printers. Mm -hmm. But imagine if we could train people on 3D printing at Brookfield Makerspace, and then develop some internship where they can come in and work with uh, us and Ashtabula, and and go ahead and 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 drive that forward. How much bigger an education that would be for the students, and we, so we have the capability. One of the reasons I wanted to lock in Brookfield is because they had the resources available, and they had the desire, and they had an effective leader to drive this. And there are so many things that can, can offshoot, for, uh, you know, be offshoots out of this that it could really be dynamic and change, change the way we look at, at uh, career development. Mm -hmm. 
And so this gives us an opportunity to do all that stuff that had, had, had Brookfield not applied for the grant, had they not applied for the Arconic grant that they got to create the makerspace, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about any of this. It's that vision that's going to drive, drive the school to succeed. Mm -hmm. And I think when you start putting all these things together, you're going to have colleges saying, I want students from Brookfield. Look at the experience that resume builds on what they've done and how they've done it. Right. Or companies knocking at the door right away. Exactly. And to me, to me, Jeff, that's a that's a differentiator. Oh yeah. That makes your school that much different than anybody else in the valley because you've had the 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 thought process early on to put this all in place and build it. And now you've proven it out and making it successful. Mm -hmm. I saw you guys teased me with an object you brought in today. Are you ready to cover that? AJ, good. Sure. It, <laughs> so through, um, through the, the pitch competition that we did, um, Toby's daughter had a really, really nice idea. And I, I don't want to say too much about it because it's her idea and it's not protected and things like that. But um, she had an idea that I looked at Ron and I said, we could we could make this thing and I could, you know, help with getting it to market because, you know, you guys did a, a nice story. You picked up our, for Odorex Athletics, the business journal picked yeah. up our, our video for that. And so, you know, I have some experience bringing a product to market and then with, with Ramp Armor being a consumer product as well, I feel like I kind of am gaining a good understanding of how to, you know, how to navigate that space. And, you know, with, uh, with Katie's idea, I'm, you know, now helping her on a consulting basis and, you know, we've already been emailing, you know, back and forth, back and forth, developing prototypes, talking about the next steps. And, um, and that is, it's obviously incredibly uh, great for, for Katie, but also in, for the school. Hey, this is an opportunity of what can happen. Like you think this pitch competition ends on Saturday, but if you like your idea and you want to keep working at it, there's people there to help, right. and and Ron and I are happy to be those people. So, that has been really really cool to see. And having the chance to see it kind of on, on both sides, as as an administrator and as a parent, AJ and Ron came in and presented to our high school, uh, to the students, and and AJ shared his his story at, at Westminster in the pitch competition which led to his, his product, uh, and it was, it was great. Kids were in tune to it, and when I got home that evening, uh, my daughter's sitting at the, the island in the, in, the, in the kitchen, and I think before the door shuts, you, Dad, Dad, hey, I got my idea. I said, what are you talking about? The, the, guy, the kid that came in that, that spoke, you know? I said, okay, all right. So, so she, had note, she had sketches on note cards of, of, of what her product was and, and the problem that she was trying to solve with this. Uh, and she had, she had the whole spiel already right there. So to, to see how something like this Shark Tank can, can ignite this, a fire in a student not necessarily my own, but right. it, it's the same thing that happened to the other kids that were involved because they're not going to put the time on, on their own to, to develop presentations and products and come in on a Saturday and present it if, if there wasn't a kind of that passion right. that, that was ignited. So that, that's what we're hoping to continue. Yeah, and let me tell you, this Shark Tank event we had, <clears throat> the, the concept and the ideas and the presentations that were presented were pretty dynamic and I never expected that. I never expected the quality of work. I figured it was going to be a work in process and after two or three iterations of this we'd get the final goal of what we want. But these students were driven and they were empowered to put their ideas on paper and what they came up with was pretty damn good. You know, so I was stunned at that. And it's a flywheel, right? So maybe when you first got started, you had everything from mild indifference because they didn't know any better. But once they see what's possible, yeah. you probably don't have to sell it much anymore, right? If no. People are jumping in. Exactly. And what we've found, uh, Jeff, is when we're talking to these students, they already know 
the stuff that can be a business. They just don't know that it can be a business. Yeah, yeah. You know, we were talking to some of the students at Jefferson, and uh, you know, they were like, "Is is Twitch? You know, I play video games and I stream it online. Could that be? You know, I have all these followers and." I'm like that could be a business. Yeah, you know, someone's right. like, "Oh, on TikTok, I have you know thirty-six thousand followers. Can that be a business?" And we're like, "Do you need us, or do we need you?" Yeah, you know right, what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah. you know, it really, one of the coolest things that, um, from my perspective, is being able to show these students, "Hey, this is the world of entrepreneurship, and you can make it what you want." And you know, aside from you know the high school students we're helping, even peers of mine from Westminster were able to kind of show like, hey, check it out. You know, you have skills with you know audio and video and making videos and making cool commercials or making music or whatever it may be. You can go do this too, and here's how you do it. So, you know, trying to get that entrepreneurial bug in people is really it's been it's been great. I mean, and this happens a lot of different places. Tell maybe Jack's story of what happened. Yeah, so the, the Jack who I was talking about, and I think we had maybe floated his name over to you, um, Jack Carson. He's a, a Westminster kid. He's a senior. He's from New Wilmington, so there's, you know, ten people and five horses in that town. Yeah. And, uh, and he's really, really skilled with a video camera. He was, uh, you know, him and I had a few classes together in broadcast communications, um, and, and he's great with the camera, great with the video camera, great with editing, great with putting together a project. And, you know, we were talking to him, and it's like, well, what are your plans for after college? You know, he's like, well, you know, I'm not really sure. You know, I, he hasn't really seen too much of, of what's out there, what the possibilities are. And now, you know, within six months of, of Ron getting to know him, he now has two internships, doing freelancing, and he's also traveling with a band this summer and being their, their video production JD manager. Iker's band. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah, so... You know, and, and we had a dinner with him the other night, and uh, and you can just tell in his voice the way he's talking about the things. Just he sees the vision, he gets it, and I just you know I'm ready to see what he does too. So it's it's really it's great. And to that kind of comes through Westminster Entrepreneurial Center and yes. some of the stuff we're doing there. But but I think that you know getting back to this, I can't say this enough. It's about you know legacy. Are you going to change the world, or are you going to let it? go the way it is and are you going to make a difference in people's lives and I think that's a key part of being able to contribute and I see you know the people that are around this well we're not around a table but around the chairs here of of driving change in people's lives and that's really what it's all about and how it makes it important the fulfillment doesn't come with with necessarily rewards today it may and, you know, may come with some nice rewards, but it comes with making a difference in someone else's life and caring about someone else. And I think that's the big difference is, you know, you can put any programs you want in, but changing someone's life is a, is a life-changing event. Right. <laughs> you know, so it's a big deal. Well, that's a profound statement, perhaps to end on. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get anything better out of Ron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to. We'll, we referenced Costanza several times already today, so exactly. Should we, you know, we, should we do a Costanza and say, "I'm done. I'm out." <laughs> any, any parting thoughts, closing comments? Well, I just appreciate the opportunity to come in and and, and talk about our, our our district, our community, our kids. Uh, they're great kids, they're talented, uh, and they're doing a lot of great things, and we're excited at what the, the future holds for them. Absolutely. AJ, how about you? Uh, no, thank you for you know inviting us on here. I think uh, this is all I've ever wanted, to, to just have someone ask, what are we doing yeah. on a podcast? So the fact that I'm even here is, is enough. So How's the Odorex business going? It's going well. We're uh, right now. We're kind of looking at Series B stage funding to kind of take us to that next level. We launched our product. You can check it out at odorexathletics.com. How to get the plug in there, and uh, and yeah, it's you know we're ready to take it to the next level is where we're at. So we're talking to different investors. Things have kind of calmed down from a from you know we're not launching it. We're not getting product in. Things like that. We're just trying to grow and uh, and you know work with people. So things are going well. Great, great. Ron, how about you? No, I think I think I said just about everything I need to say. But, but I, I do want to say that, you know, this this drive that you see from people around the, the, the discussion here today, this drive comes from uh, love of others and love of people, 
and wanting to make a difference in their lives. And I think that that's, that's really what motivates all of us that can make a change from an entrepreneurial standpoint. And, you know, you just love to see somebody smile and, and, and see them taste success. And, you know, hopefully it goes 10 times what I've done in my life and makes a, a real difference. Why don't we issue a challenge, right? So, Toby, you're building this community center. Mm -hmm. um, what challenge do we have, say, to other, maybe other superintendents? I know, you know, friendly peer level competition, right? Not, not you're a competitive guy, right? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but what, what, you know, I guess, could you ask our audience, the community, hey, this is a barrier in our way. If only I could have, you know, X or Y, what, would, what request would you make of the community? Uh, request for the community is keep an open mind, uh, communicate. Uh, it should be, should be two-way. Uh, we're actually going to survey our community and see what, what things we can help them with through this, this community center. So there will be input. Uh, just be open and honest. Good. Leave history behind, right? right. Kind of the preconceived right. notions. Ah, yeah, the baggage has to stay. Yeah. yeah. Just don't bring it with be you. Be open minded and move on. Yep. Best intent, right? And just, don't, just the only way we're going to succeed and, and grow is is to work together. Yeah. Right. Right. Sounds good. Well, guys, appreciate all the, the update on all the great things happening today. Yeah. yeah thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, and you can find us. You can email Ron Ron Emery at gmail.com or Toby, I don't know your email by heart. Uh, Toby.gibson at brookfieldschools.us. Nice. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. All right. Thank Appreciate you. It. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today because together we're building a culture of entrepreneurship and promoting workforce development. So if you like what you heard, please share it with a friend and leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast player. Your feedback is very important to us. We want to make the show better all the time. And if you would like to give me direct feedback, email me, please. My email is j-h-e-r-r-m-a-n-n -N at business-journal.com or you can find me on LinkedIn. And lastly, would love to thank the members of the Brain Gain Coalition. Those headline collaborators include Farmers National Bank, Sweeney Chevrolet Buick GMC, the Mahoney Valley Manufacturers Coalition, and Southwoods Health. And joining them are members of the coalition, including Eastern Gateway Community College, PNC Bank, the Moransky Companies, MCCTC, the Mahoney County Career and Technical Center, the Youngstown Business Incubator, Simon Roofing, the DeBartolo Corporation, Youngstown State University, and Junior Achievement of Mahoning Valley. Without them, none of this would be possible. So thanks again for joining us today. And remember, together we are building a culture of entrepreneurship and promoting workforce development.